Finding the podcast that suits you or your mood is all kinds of difficult for many willing listeners, but not anymore. My name is Joey D. Fox, rising star and content creator, and in my podcast, I cover all topics as factually, as comedically, or as humbly as I can to provide the best variety podcast you can find. Stick around to hear my take on the topic of the day while getting the feel of a day in my life if you're brand new. Time to hear what this fox has to say. Usually, whenever you want to introduce yourself, you would just do an icebreaker. So guess what this first episode of the podcast is going to be? Yeah, we're doing this. So you can get to know me a little better, and so you could just have a sense of comfort on what kind of person I am and just stick around for future episodes. To get started, my name is Joseph Daniel Fox, or Joey D. Fox. Look, look at the title of the, of the freaking thing. Was probably going to mention it. Anyway, I am currently 22 years old, and at the time of this recording, I am a senior at the University of Akron, Ohio. And basically, I'm just sort of just going through a whole theater major, business administration minor, and a conversion media minor because of the top three things that I found myself to be good at in life, that being, well, from least to most, I guess, uh, marketing, gaming, because, and, may, and maybe just familiarity with streaming stuff and equipment currently. And I'm just, that's kind of why I'm doing this whole thing right now. And well, I'll get more into that in a second. But, but, and, uh, then the biggest thing is theater because it's always been my passion. We'll get to that in a later episode, but just so you know, a lot of my life has to do with the fact that I had a great interest in hobby and theater. So let's take, let's take a step back a little bit before we go any further. And it's probably a jumble of stuff I just threw at you either way. I was born and raised in Akron, Ohio in a very humble, very good, very safe uh, household by my parents, which in which we do have a regular, just chill, for the most part, Catholic family. Yep. As such, I went to a Catholic uh, elementary school. It was St. Paul Elementary School. It's on Brown Street in Akron. Uh, as of now, the school is dead. It was dead since like junior year or so of my high school. Uh, experience but at least at the very least the church is still around and I still go there every Sunday I used to be an usher there around seventh grade or so when I needed to get those service hours in but other than all that most of my grade school experience was terrible like awful I was the butt of it almost every joke I was bullied probably the most out of our entire class and I often found myself in kind of mental meltdowns sometimes it's they weren't very good times but it was worth it because I did manage to get a decent grip and knowledge on you know what's what life's really about you know to just spread the good spread the good word always always keep praying always just keep treating others the way that you want to be treated you know just be good and be good and love your God love your neighbor all that stuff and but at the very end of it all, through the thick and thin, uh, mostly just because I, thankfully, I did have a few friends. Uh, oh, oh, by the way, if I mention, like, different types of people, I'm not going to be naming any names for the sake of privacy. Just wanted to get that out there. Okay? Okay. Well, with the exception of guests, but that'll be later in the podcast. But 
anyway, through the thick and thin of it, thanks to the help of some friends, including a one one girl I had a little bit of a crush on during uh, since like fifth grade, since I was found her to be pretty smart. She stood up for me a couple times, at least I think. And I found out she was going to St. Vincent St. Mary High School, and I was initially going to go to Hoban because the re- literally almost all my family, except for my mother and one of my t- two older brothers, uh, literally almost all of us went to Hoban. And I took a shadow day to both Hoban and St. V, and I liked both of them, but I actually liked St. V a little more. Not just because this girl that I liked was going there, but because there was it was a lot easier to get around. The environment seemed to be a little bit more interesting looking at least just in my opinion, and I was really interested in the robotics program because I was. it was said there by the guy that ran it that you could potentially learn how to design video games if you wanted uh, while also learning about programs and codes and stuff. And at the time of that, I was pretty big on video games. Like, as I said, gaming was like my second biggest hobby, like pretty much right there with theater and acting and stuff like that. And it really sparked my interest. And I just love the spirit and the feel, like the, mm, like the, I, I don't know. There was there, there was some passion to that same we had. That was more, uh, that spirit, that's it. Uh, it had a more fiery sense of spirit, not just because of the Irish spirit, and but just in general. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, sh- I should also mention that I'm actually of Irish descent. Yeah, one of my grandmothers, my dad's mother, was actually from Ireland. And I think technically my... Well, I think my, 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 dad was, my dad was more so raised in America than Ireland, but he has ties there, and he, he's definitely at least been there for the first bit of his youth. So there you go. See, it, 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 a double benefit to that. So after taking the placement test and everything like that, and I managed to get into high school after just barely making out of that out of grade school, thankfully with my mental state intact. And, oh, how, how could I forget? So... Before I mention anything about high school, I should go into I should go in saying that for like the first half or so or more or so of high school, I wasn't exactly myself. Not in a bad way or anything like that. It was it was just it just a dumb way. Basically, like ever since seventh grade, I just sort of uh, adopted this rapper persona since everybody was doing it and everyone was getting on me for it sometimes. And I came back at it with my own thing. I called myself Jake Cash. <laughs> Oh boy. Anyway, that was a thing, and I regret it honestly. But at the same time, it was good because because of it, I actually was one of the tougher people in my class, who stood up to even the the higher the higher class idiots that were trying that I always picked on the poor little freshmen. And yeah, I ended up hardly getting bullied. Actually, no, I wasn't bullied at all. I was messed with a few times, but it never got any higher than that. So yay, but also nay, because it changed me kind of for the worse. It made me a lot more of a jerk, like a big jerk sometimes. Like I would just take advantage of some people, things that some people couldn't help and just roast them for it. I wasn't exactly the best at that time because of the J Cash persona, but I would always switch back to regular Joey whenever I was with my family. So, yeah, it was it was kind of it was like a Jekyll and Hyde sort of thing. But moving on, I got got into St. V so I could get into all this interesting stuff that I found out about, including the robotics team and also the All-Star Training Club which helps out some people with disabilities or even bigger quirks than what I had. And by that, I mean that 
I'll say this right now. I was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome when I was young, when I was like about to enter uh, pre-K, I think. And it wasn't like bad Asperger's. It was probably borderline there because I was super, super sensitive and socially awkward and very stupid. But thanks to the whole personality switch, the whole Jay Cash thing, I ended up actually somehow outgrowing like, I want to say close to 90% of my Asperger's. Now, I know that that's not exactly how it works. And I'm sure that people, anybody who's hearing this who actually has that or knows somebody who has it is probably going to get on me for saying that. But that's honest to God how it felt. And it was great. I felt independent. I just felt I felt like I was actually more grown up than literally almost everybody in the school I was attending. And I and that, honestly, looking back at it now, I can't tell if that's better, is that if that's good or bad. Anyway, moving on from that, All Star Training. It was pretty fun. It was so fun that it ended up being for a while a small little part-time job that I ended up getting paid for by the guy who was running it because he just liked me that much. And we were, I was good friends with his son and I was good friends with him. And it was, it was really, it was really fun. Like, like sometimes, you know, it gets a little bit annoying because some of the gifted individuals can be a little bit, you know, but if you just have the patience, then everything will be fine. Plus I got to harness my bowling skills a bit. (laughs) I always attended the bowling version of the the all-star training volunteer club because, well, bowling's probably one of, if not my favorite sport question mark no 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 because baseball's right there that'll be for a future episode but anyway so until COVID happened I did like beyond high school for a time also so that that was that was definitely an experience it was my first ever technical work experience so that was that was something and uh of course finally the other thing that I did down at St. Vincent St. Mary was the Leprechaun Theater Guild slash theater field slash program slash the theater everything that's down there and it's still alive to this day thank god at, at first, I was a real complete noob at it, and the collective number of adults and older people that sort of ran the same V's theater program probably no, probably noticed that I would be just better off backstage, and I was going to initially sign up for backstage anyway because I kind of had some stage fright to begin with, and I was mostly... It, 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 I don't think I was even afraid that much of going on stage. This kind of stage fright I had was sort of just me afraid of screwing something up for everybody because you know I coming from the terrible experience at grade school I was almost convinced if not completely convinced that other than when I was Jay Cash I was just some weak screw up who wasn't good at anything and know that nobody likes so yeah I did, for for all for those couple reasons I just initially signed up for backstage for like the first couple semesters no not not semesters like for like first couple years uh, some of the plays we did, uh, we did Malice in Wonderland, which is just, you know, just a parody version of Alice in Wonderland. Uh, we, then we did Sound of Music. But the way that it worked was that for the fall, we did uh, regular plays. And then for spring, we would do these spring musicals. Just to throw that out there. Sometimes there, sometimes there would also be a murder mystery dinner. I didn't take part in too many of those. I only like a couple of them. And I don't even, I don't think I even acted in any of them or anything. I just, just attended them as an audience member. 
uh, for the two I attended, like senior year, maybe junior. Yeah, junior and senior because there's like only one per year. Okay, so eventually, as I was doing backstage, uh, and I was as I was just going through all the gen eds, going through just going through high school, both as myself and as Jay Cash, you know, do just doing just doing this, all these different things with these few organizations I was a part of, just going to some of our box tournaments, building some stuff, programming some stuff. Just well, I wasn't really that good at it at all, but it was still interesting to learn or at least be a part of for the most part, except for maybe the last year of it. The last year of it was kind of crap because <clears throat> some of the peers there weren't exactly the best, but that's all I'll say on that. And eventually, oh boy. So, you know, when I said I had a little crush on a girl since uh, fifth grade, then I, part of the reason why I even attended St. V was because of her. Turns out she was a really bad person. And it was mainly because of her own stupid daddy issues from what was revealed a few years later. I ended up finding out about one pretty big bad thing. And that for at least this, it might have been, it was here sixth grade and all the way through eighth or seventh grade and onward. One of those two things. She kind of orchestrated some of the reasons why I got screwed around with by some of these guys that she was going after. They were, they were just utter idiots. But she was doing that to get at me because she knew I liked her. And on top of that, she was treating some of her peers, some of her girl posse, like utter crap. And only, uh, mainly just a couple of them. And the others just sort of just chimed on in just being jerks I didn't really take it too well I was mostly silent about it all the time when I was of course in public because you know we had jobs to do we had we had a production productions to put up but it was oh it was pain it was pain but luckily it was good that happened either way because I met someone else and like roughly the same number like same time span roughly that I found out the truth about how the the first girl was I think I think it was like sophomore spring musical we were doing we were both a part of run crew uh you know moving stuff around the background of uh the play we were doing uh we were doing guys and dolls so much fun some of the people in the theater thing I was a part of in St. V they were such good people you could still find some of their social media to this day and you know they're doing radically different things for the most part now but at the very least you know there's you know they're still most of them are still same good people that I know and love so there you go but anyway this one girl that was with me on run crew and she I think she was also a makeup girl and sound of music so she was she was was around since even further than that but yeah she was a, a year above me and she inspired me so much like she was just a great ray of sunshine that everybody needs and deserves in their lives and I I like especially by the time I went to fall of my junior year when you know we were doing Midsummer Night's Dream by Shakespeare and, and this girl played the role of uh Titania uh you know the queen of the fairies holy like that's when I that that's like I already noticed her since guys and dolls and I thought she was I thought she was pretty cute, and I thought she, well, she's pretty talented, and, you know, she was just great to be around, you know? She, like, she treated all her peers, whether she knew them or not, with an equal amount of kindness and respect, and, well, 
I'll admit it. I it felt like I was truly in love the first time. By the time she was, she she started performing as uh, Titania, and that was her first acting experience ever. By the way, and she absolutely nailed it. Like, dude. But okay, moving on. So what ended up happening was she inspired me so much that I decided that I wanted to act. I wanted to go on stage just be just because of her just to to impress her and to also you know just show her how thankful I, I am for her being in my life and for how much I cared about her for help for saying for being kind to me for being kind to everyone else for just being the wonderful girl as she was bless her heart and yeah it was during my senior year I started to go into acting so it was pretty late <laughs> to start acting at this point but I did it anyway, and yeah, it was it was fun. It was very fun. You know, it, it started small, but it was the start that I needed to actually get on my proper like hobby and everything for this side of theater. Because I was so used to the backstage part, I didn't know. I know I only knew so little about the on stage part because of me being a part of rehearsals that in the past productions where both cast and crew were part of. And it was like halfway through the whole production process that the crew actually gets brought in. So actually being a part of the early stages of a production for the first couple times was really interesting. I ended up playing as a cop in the Birmingham edition of Romeo and Juliet that we did. Yes, that's an actual thing that we did. We did a Peaky Blinders version of Romeo and Juliet. It was hilarious and insane. And it was so dumb and I loved it. Fast forward all the way to spring semester, uh, last play that we could ever do as students in St. Vincent St. Mary before graduating, we did Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, remember I mentioned that earlier? And uh, it was when I first actually had a sort of a proper role. I played the role of uh, General George Glossop, you know, one of the boards of governors in the play. And we had a... We... <laughs> we had a heck of a time trying to put the most authentic experience ever. Like... Some of the plays that St. V put, puts up, be it back then, when I was there, or now, they're better than even professional theaters, with the exception, I guess, of stuff in the Royal, Royal Albert Hall, like uh, Phantom of the Opera, or The Lion King, or, or, Lion King or, other, or other things like that, you know, like big, giant Broadway stuff. But St. V's stuff is better than mo most high schools and college plays. I'm serious. I can say that for certain because we actually did go to a high school play as part of like some sort of little thing for the Leprechaun Theater Guild or the International Thespian Society the club that was a part of it. And uh, we were doing Hello, Dolly, the spring musical of uh, my junior year, where the girl that I fell in love with, uh, she played Irene Malloy, and I was just I was run crew and stage crew for the last time. But anyway, yes, we... I think it was Revere High School that we went down to, and we saw their version of Hello Dolly, and it was it, it had a few things that we couldn't include for just because of time or something like that, like the Penny in My Pocket song, and some of the actors had really interesting takes on some of the characters. Like I know the guy who played Horace Vandergelder in it, he had some kind of like uh, <laughs> he had some kind of. Homer Simpson, uh, deep Englishman like mix. 
and I, I don't know how else to describe it, but that's the consensus that we all came to when we saw it. And it was it was decent. It was overall decent production, no hate. And they were going to return the favor and see our production held Dolly. And we all just couldn't help but think, oh, oh boy, we're going to blow them away. Because <laughs> we, we went the extra mile for a lot of things. Like, be it, like, lights, set pieces, whole, the whole, our whole dance sequences that we had were really over the top. But, you know, some, some of the guys and girls that had the skills for it. So props to them. And, and yeah, it, but it was still a little bit lacking in comparison to, to ours, of course. Like, seriously, if, if, you, if any of you guys ever get the chance, then go see a play or musical at St. V does if they're doing anything. Because, dude, they're great. <laughs> they never disappoint. But anyway, once I got through all that, after just, and, and like, by, by the time I fell in love with this one girl, I, she actually kind of brought the old me back. And by the time I was acting, I was starting to act my, like my old self. I was starting to let Jay Cash finally die. Should have done it earlier, but you know what? Hey, what's done is done. And, and I tried to... I, w- I wanted to ask her out to both times that prom happened. Yes, both times, because for some reason, Sam V decided to be really generous and give both proms that I was a part of. Or, or may- maybe they're still doing this, but the proms of St. V are junior and senior invitational. So I was hoping to ask this girl out for, for this one girl out for prom. And, and then there was a whole series of events that happened since the Valentine's Day carnation thing that happened at st v where i wrote a note that i thought was good and i know it was good but apparently it might have been too much i guess so i kind of i kind of screwed the pooch there a little bit and things didn't work out well but i still tried and well i'm still well she's still in my heart she's still in my heart and well, I believe that through all the stuff I can accomplish here, be it through streaming or through other ways of acting and just, you know, getting big in life, maybe maybe I could see her again one day and maybe we could just talk and about stuff that's going on since we last saw each other at high school and, you know, maybe things might still work out one day, but it didn't during high school and it was it was totally my fault. Okay, soft story over. So now, once I graduate, so now once I went through all the typical senior things, went to the prom, very lonely and terrible, all, uh, very terrible, it wasn't awful, it was fun, but it was still very lonely and heartbreaking for me, especially the second prom, it was, oh boy, but then I signed into Ak- University of Akron because literally everyone in my whole family went here, and yeah, it was basically the best option for me because going off of the same stupid principle that I had back in grade school, I thought the girl that I liked was going here. Turns out the university either didn't accept her for some utter bullcrap reason or it was or, or she just opted out of it and I just didn't know. I only got that I only got this kind of confirmation from a couple of the other friends who are a year ahead of me or in her same class as her who we and you know people who worked in the theater program who are also uh coming over to the university of akron for doing other things mainly business 
That's always the typical route for some theater people, even me. So then what ended up happening is I, when I entered Akron U, I toured the campus, went to the first Rue experience that just sort of just was a great way of getting new people to get familiar with the campus and some of the stuff that goes on here, student organizations, everything like that. And it was the first school I ever went to that was actually a public school. So, of course, there's being a Catholic, there's some things that, you know, I got to just watch, you know and everything like that but I was I was adult enough at this point to know what was up since I had drilled in my head forever on what's good and what's really bad and basically and also just to you know above all don't hate anybody for even if they're a part of something that you know you you your religion doesn't agree with just don't don't be hateful or like don't don't just be that kind of guy about it you know like just be like, okay, good, good, good for you, or just stuff like that, you know. Just, just keep, just keep doing, doing what Jesus all wants to do. Just love each other. Just, just follow the golden rule. Just all that stuff. Just, just be chill. And if you can, if you can help somebody in any way, shape, or form that like God intended for us to do, then go ahead and do it. <laughs> like, that's, that's kind of what the what the deal is there. But anyway, starting off from freshman year, I did a exploratory major for undecided because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I was going into college for the first time after being a part of a great high school that had a variety of things I was interested in, and half of it I ended up liking or doing well in. And I was just lost for like a whole year until I – but the only thing I knew about that I wanted to try – was the theater program in the university, which I found out through the uh, university or so fair that was in the at St. V, where, uh, the, where the guy who initially was a part of the uh, theater program, who initially ran the theater program, uh, sort of just offered like a brochure or something to me and a couple other people. And it ended up uh, be leading into me signing up for a theater arts major because I wanted, I wanted to do everything mostly acting so I could just start building up a you know I was building up a name for myself and over the course of these next four years I would go into trying getting all the gen eds done immediately within the first year and a half or so probably two years maybe but once I did I I focused more on the theater major and I had some great moment moments and memories I was a I, I although kind of sort of unique and strange, I guess, because what I ended up doing for the first couple times, I ended up doing some hybrid cast and crew role since I signed up late because I didn't know how things worked until like after freshman year. And uh, then I did a hybrid role as a bartender in The Resistible Rise of Arturo Ui that we did in fall 2019. And then I was a uh, pursuivant, or just some kind of special messenger, for like a scene in the, cir- the circus edition of Richard III by Shakespeare that we uh, sort of put on. It was a unique little thing. And I was also just doing like moving and stage crew and tech stuff there. And since because they were hybrid roles, I could choose whether, whether they counted toward the tech credit or acting credit. Because the thing about the theater major is that you need to have three credits of each of the the two sides, uh, act on stage and tech. So I ended up just putting pushing both of those experiences into tech. And uh, yeah, th- even though there was uh, some rough moments 
uh, behind the scenes with one or two particular cast members and some of the crew. It was it was mostly just a probably even better time I had at Richard III than Uli. That's just for me personally. But then our show got canceled halfway through its whole production pro- thing. We were going to have a we were extended we were extended a whole another week of Richard III, and then COVID happened. And then all the virtual stuff happened. And then things were not great. Masks everywhere. Everybody was getting sick. People were dying. People who I've been tuning in to be a content creators or otherwise, and even a couple personal friends, decided to just show their true colors. And they were not pretty colors. Things just took a huge downward turn since then. I wish it didn't. It was mostly just was really odd and awkward times all around because we decided to perform a couple uh, virtual plays, either from some class I was in that was watched by a small audience or by actual main stage production that was done in a little studio or something or in the regular theater space, but just filmed like some kind of weird little room to room kind of uh, live film or, or something. It was weird, but it worked for one of the two plays that we did that year, which was the spring one, which was Clue. Yeah, we did Clue. Everybody was doing Clue around spring 20... Uh, spring, was it Was it spring? No, it wasn't spring. It was spring 2021. That's when it was. And the other play that we did in fall 2020, I will not speak of because it was plain awful. All I'll say is the waves. That is all. Yeah, you could probably ask me about it for some future episode or if you have any questions you could just look at my website and just email me or something like that but anyway moving on so eventually what happened was i just decided that since because of covid the whole theater program was starting to die out there was it was for a bunch of reasons mainly i guess mainly because the higher-ups here at the university just didn't really care too much for it or didn't wasn't seen like all the potential in it anymore for some reason and apparently this isn't the first time this has happened it was shut down like two years before i got to the university which is funny now it was gonna it was in, it was in jeopardy getting shut down again and we did our hardest but eventually by the time by the end of my junior year at the university of akron it did get shut down but with the gazetta building that it, ha- it was it mostly took place in that was still alive. The Theater Guild student organization that I was also part of, I forgot to mention that, that was still alive. And that was run by a bunch of real, pretty talented people. And a couple of the plays I was a part of, be it one, one, one was for tech and the other, and two more of them was uh, for cast. One of them was the, probably my favorite of the bunch of Theater Guilds that we've done so far, besides the one I'm currently in, which is called Bold, Young, and the Murdered. Please come see that around the week of November 10th to the 13th at the University of Akron, mainly in Studio 28 of Gazetta Hall. You will not regret it. But my favorite would have to be 12 Incompetent Jurors, which was an insane play in itself. If you don't know what it is, go look it up. Because the, go look it up, go look up the script directed make your own production of it it's a hilarious play to do it's so dumb but it's great i played the role of number nine juror number nine who he was this just weird creepy french fry addicted old older guy who was uh who 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 had this kind of personality of uh, some cat lover mixed with herbert the pervert from family guy it was weird but it was funny i pulled the part off really really well (laughs) somehow but yeah then when we then eventually once the theater program was getting in jeopardy 
like before it ultimately shut down, I managed to we managed to do a production with a couple new directors that came into the university. Oh, you know what? That's also why the program shut down because there was this thing that happened called that people here call the rift in which literally almost all of the faculty that was a part of the theater program and some of Gazetta in general, like I think even a couple of music or band people got got knocked out. But because of COVID, a lot of the faculty there was axed, like gone. Just not enough people running the program was actually kind of ultimately what drove it into the ground a bit because of COVID. As a result, we were, of course, there was help wanted things everywhere. And then a couple people that, that were, one of them was utter trash and the other one was okay. And the one that was okay uh, ended up being the director for the fall 2021 main stage play, which was a very weird experience, but still at least a regular stage play for the most part called Concord Floral. Then uh, later down the line in like spring 2022, when I was taking the last few classes for the theater major, because as of now, I only need one more cast credit because I'm done with all the classes I need. But we did in a, in one of the classes that I did, we had this uh, sort of like uh, work, these couple workshop classes where basically the entire class just be about putting on a production. And we put on our own black box round table version of Macbeth. And if you don't know what a round table version of anything is, and I'll probably, this will probably be discussed in the episode where we talk about theater or something it, it was it was it's basically like where the audience it, it's a black box theater which is just you know just four walled whole stage thing to work around in it's just completely covered in black and you could put it, stuff on and off whatever you want you can make your own curtain blinders or whatever so you can have somewhere to go some kind of backstage-ish area to go behind and or, or some kind of exit and the audience sits on two or three sides or so of uh, right up against the walls of the box we did a we did a a version of Macbeth in that format and it was pretty it was pretty good it was very successful I played the role of Banquo and uh, a couple of minor roles like one of the mur- murderers of Lady Macduff and uh, uh, young Seward also which means I got to play around with the sword which was awesome <laughs> yeah I actually I might have to add that to my resume it was like I, I I've done sword fighting <laughs> but anyway after that then the program got shut down, and to this day, we're still kind of just scrapping for anything, at the, uh, scraping or something for anything at this point. And then uh, the guy who currently runs most of the theater program also has a huge history with uh, Rubber City Theater around Akron. And basically, Rubber City decided to have this collab or fusion with uh, the University of Akron. And now some of their productions are being done here or vice versa. And it's, 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 it's interesting. Like, like Rubber City can put on some pretty good shows sometimes. So yeah, and they're, they're going to be putting out opportunities for students and such in the future, be it backstage or on stage so that, you know, those who are still like some of the few theater majors left, like me, who still need credit like that, they're probably going to put me and a couple others in a sense, some of those, but that'll be for then. And uh, that's mostly currently where we are right now, where I'm looking at, or I'm still doing, I still have a huge hobby in gaming and of course, and of course, a couple other things. And I've also decided to take a business administration minor because of some of the limitations that a job in theater can have, like money or, you know, or opportunities. So that's kind of 
one of the biggest purposes of this podcast is so I can, you know, hone my own skills in audio recordings and also some of the Adobe stuff or in editing. So maybe I could just probably become a voice actor or maybe just keep this podcast running and maybe either monetize it or stream it on Twitch. Maybe if it does come to Twitch, then, well, you guys will be the first to know. But yeah, that's kind of what I plan to do. I plan to use this as as just a place of just safety and tranquility and variety of where we could cover all kinds of topics because like the variety of podcasts that I've seen around the internet most of them are pretty good but they eventually fall into one specific type of genre and focus on a variety of things in that genre me I'm trying to cover all genres so that I can help any of you out that are interested in whatever topic so that way I can always have this one dedicated episode to that topic and Maybe it can help y'all out. I could just, I would just give you advice and things like that. And basically, this would make, in my opinion, a true variety podcast happen. And so there you go. That's we're we're kind of, we're kind of basically caught up up to where we are right now. I'm very much interested in starting Twitch streaming through gaming or through maybe this podcast. We could have dedicated days to this. Who knows? But for now, that that's kind of the goal. The goal is just to use the, the business miner that I got, use the converge media miner that I got. That's as to how I'm making this. Just and also use my theater major. Just enter various types of jobs, be it theater acting or, or stage acting, voice acting maybe film acting if need be and you know it'll just to just make a name for myself across across the internet because everyone's just using the internet for everything and so i might as well just up and embrace it you know and i could use it to just you know just spread a good word good news good advice you know about anything and here we are and i also i also might get a marketing job or or something to do with that because honestly i have everything in that business mind i'm taking marketing is the most fun and the most easily to understand because i see it everywhere it's even in some of the things that i love like games and movies or theater performances and stuff like that so yeah it all kind of comes together doesn't it don't you love it when that happens? So yeah, that's basically who Joseph Daniel Fox is. He's just a good guy who's who sees himself as a good actor, a great gamer, and just a generally good person with a great, great heart who just means the best for any and all cases. And he, even though he's had kind of a bit of a tricky life, he's just still doing his best. Thank you very much for tuning in for this long. I'm sorry that this was kind of a bit of a lengthy episode, but you know, all icebreakers and... I guess first episodes of anything ever if they get they tend to be like sometimes a bit long-winded or a little bit tougher to digest or make than what you expect but then eventually of course eventually I think I'm gonna get honed onto as we get to more specific topics rather than just all about me or all about something I I don't really know how to put into words too often because of how much I want to forget some things or how much I've I've experienced that's great but regardless that's who that's who I am that's Joey D Fox and to cl- and to clarify even though my full name is Joseph Dan Fox Joey D Fox is what I plan to be my stage name plus media presence name just just my overall nickname all across the board in the future maybe but thank you very much for tuning in and in the next episode since we sort of just since we ended off on talking about like just on how my college life life went or stuff i was i took on maybe we'll go into a little bit more on that and plus what i could recommend for those who have yet to take college see you next time folks 
This has been an episode of the Joey D. Fox Podcast. If you enjoyed what you just heard, feel free to check out my socials and or blog for questions about, well, anything. Tune in next week for what this fox has to say next. Thanks for listening, and God bless.